Let's Wednesday, baby. It's the Plank Show. Good morning, everybody. Welcome in. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Smack dab middle of the work week. And I guess right now, every single day is sort of, all right, here's the latest with uh, the reshuffling of the deck. What does it mean? Is there anything else to report imminently on the the cows, the Stanfords of the world? SMU uh, tossed its name into the hat, I guess, yesterday with the the ACC, San Diego State. Uh, what's going on there? The the Mountain West Conference has to. There's got to be some folks that just absolutely despise San Diego State right now, right? Obviously, uh, well-documented, trying to, probably for some period of time, but definitely in the last however long since USC and UCLA defected to the Big Ten, San Diego State right to the forefront of trying to jump ship into the the Pac-12 conference. Obviously, uh, didn't, didn't quite work out. Looked like it was pretty close. Didn't happen. Had to come groveling back to uh, some degree to the Mountain West. And uh, now what? The latest report is that San Diego State was basically trying to lead uh, a coup of the Mountain West and uh, the Pac-4 and the American to form what would be, I guess, your uh, final Power 5 conference if it would still be regarded as a Power 5 conference. So nothing in the way of imminent news to report this morning though it does still seem like there's some serious smoke with the Cal Stanford move potentially to the the ACC and then uh, what would that mean beyond that does that mean Oregon State Washington State to the the Mountain West on and on and on and uh, the the interesting note yesterday I think for us for Oklahoma fans was what Greg Sankey had to say with one Paul Feinbaum, the SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, joining the the Feinbaum show yesterday. And if you've forgotten, the college football playoff, of course, expanding, right? We know that. Going from 4 to 12, and initially it was, okay, the college football playoff is expanding, but uh, you won't be able to have that 12-team format until the 2026 college football season. Then uh, Wiser Minds got together and said, you know what, let's uh, let's recalibrate that situation. And, and they did. And they got together and I guess uh, based on the, the Rose Bowl, readjusting things and working itself to where they would operate as a quarterfinal date in both 24 and 25, we, we got things readjusted and you got that timeline Streamlined a little bit for the 12-team playoff in both 24-25 and, of course, uh, beyond for that next college football playoff contract. Now, here's where things get uh, a little interesting, right? With where things stood, the understanding was, okay, it's it's the Power Five, and we've only had the one group of five school crash the party in Cincinnati Though there's been uh, the UCFs of the world and, and other teams, Houston, uh, one year that we thought going in maybe would have a chance, and yet it's only been Cincinnati. So in terms of inclusion, you think about the fact that the Pac-12 got to go all the way back to 2016 
since Washington was in it, and then obviously Oregon before that. That's it. Those are the two from the Pac-12 in the uh, four-team college football playoff format that have been in the college football playoff. So how do you get inclusion for everybody? Well, what they came up with was 12-team format, six highest-rated conference champions, four highest-rated conference champions. They they don't have to worry about the on-campus first round, automatically into that quarterfinal portion of all of this. Well, six highest-rated conference champions, top four, automatic uh, first-round buy, quarterfinal uh, entry, and then the the next six highest-ranked remaining at-larges out there. Well, with uh, the Pac-12 very clearly and obviously in limbo, Greg Sankey yesterday with Paul Feinbaum basically said, yeah, it's, it's going to be time for us to reevaluate that whole situation. So how quickly, if, when, can they readjust this thing again? Can they, can they readjust it for 2024? Because basically the way it would work right now, the way this appears to be headed, is you've got essentially, let's call it the power four. A lot of people now are kind of feeling like it's a power two with Big Ten SEC, but you do still have the Big 12 and the ACC out there that are our traditional Power Four conferences. And that, based on the language of where things stand, means we've got two other conference champions that would be getting automatic bids into this thing. Can you readjust that before 2024? And if you do, do you just make it five conference champions, five highest-ranked conference champions, and then the next seven are at-larges? I think probably that's the most sensible thing for this. Top four conference champions, you keep it where it's been. They get the uh, automatic entry into the quarterfinal round, avoid that on-campus portion, and then whoever the outside-looking-in conference champion would be, you you automatically, I guess, slot them. You, you could automatically slot them at five to where they get a home game or uh, just – Five through twelve, the rest of the way. That other conference champion gets in with the the other remaining uh, teams, and it's just uh, wherever that conference champion slots in, and seven at larges. Which I think, when you think about this situation for Oklahoma, just one more at large seat, right? ACC, Big Twelve, SEC, Big Ten automatics, and highest ranked group of five conference champion or or does this thing yeah just go to the route to where it's going to be those four conference champions and eight at larges I think probably you do still have the inclusion for one other conference champion to satisfy that well now now I guess is it group of five is it group of six uh you know is this pack four thing going to survive at all we'll see but uh I can understand where Sankey and others are looking at this and saying, okay, we we need to rethink this just a little bit. And again, as it pertains to Oklahoma, that's good news. That that means that probably there's one more potential at-large seat at the table of the college football playoff beginning as soon as next season. So not 2023, but uh, as soon as Oklahoma jumps into the SEC, there should be 
one more at-large bid. So any of the concerns about the ratcheting up of the competition in the SEC, well, yeah, you've got that. But, again, the way this thing is tracking, there's uh, more entry than ever before into the college football playoff. And that goes for the SEC and Big Ten teams. As those conferences continue to grow and get stronger and add brands like Oklahoma and Texas and USC and UCLA and Oregon and Washington, probably what it means is those conferences are going to get one more at-large bid every single season, which is the the way that it should be. But uh, interesting to hear Greg Sankey's thoughts. We'll share some of those with you here in a little bit, of course. We've got so much from camp we can get into. Connor, what what do you make of this, uh, the the re-tinkering here? It's got to happen, I would think. Good morning, by the way, everybody. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Connor, good morning, my friend. How was the uh, how was the Tuesday night? It was great, man. I was about to ask you about yours, how the broadcast went. First time being back in the booth, right, last night? First time in 2023, 24, <laughs> yeah, on KRAP Sports.tv. It's, it's a really good feeling. It's a really good feeling to get back in the booth. Obviously, both of us uh, – Broadcasters on KRESports.tv, but yeah, it was a it was a great Softball? Tuesday night. Uh, volleyball, volleyball for you yep, last we've been, night as yep, well. Volleyball. I think we had all yeah all three volleyball games for last night. We'll have some more coming up this week as well. Yeah, Deer Creek looks like they've got a chance to be pretty good. Yeah. They uh, took care of Norman North in straight sets. And while we're talking about our KRESports.tv slate, might I just say Norman softball show tonight live from. Buffalo Wild Wings right here uh, in Norman. So come on out and see us. 7 o'clock, or you can just stream it, of course, on KRAFSports.tv. Though, greedily, I'd love uh, everybody to come on out and just pack the uh, Buffalo Wild Wings here in Norman. So uh, this, the college football playoff, you know, this is uh, maybe I just totally missed the mark, and probably everybody else was talking about this from day one. I think my brain sort of went to the place of, okay, well, what the heck is going to happen next here Oregon State, Washington State, Cal, Stanford, this thing clearly has crumbled. Is there a life raft for any of those four? Does the Pac-4 pick off the Mountain West or the American? Uh, You know, what's next for those four and just the musical chairs in college football? And yet, you know, there is, again, that other question to be asked. What's going to happen now with the college football playoff? What do you think? should happen here well I, I agree with the, the format that we're talking about the five automatic bids and with seven at-large bids to get 12 into the obviously the 12 team playoff I think that gets your best teams in it it's just who's that fifth conference that would get the automatic bid I, I think you just toss that up to next highest yeah. ranked conference champion outside of uh, those four leagues we got some opinions on the Knipmeyer Chevrolet text line. Mojo Eraser says ACC, Big 12, SEC, uh, Big 10, all automatic. Bids. Well, and, and that's a well, given. Yeah, that's a given. With with those four. He also says, in my opinion, whoever makes the SEC and Big 10 championships should be in the playoff regardless. And I think, Which that will happen. I think that, yeah, that's almost a foregone When you, when you look too. at those two conferences starting in 2024, that's a, that's a given fact that whoever makes the conference championship game, no matter what happens, will get into the playoff. Well, because divisions are going by the wayside, and so that's your top two teams in each of those uh, two conferences. So, yeah, they're getting in. Now, basically what 
Mojo Eraser, which, of course, is a fantastic name oh, out yeah. of the 918. Basically, what they're saying is just make those automatic bids, too. That if you even play in those championship games, there's no thinking involved. You're in. And I don't even know that you really need the language for that. I hear what you're saying. Those teams are going to be in. There's really no debate there. And now this just opens up the door again for one more seat at the table to where probably more years than I mean, seven teams out of the Big Ten and and SEC combined, I think, basically every year. Yeah, and those seven automat or those seven at large bids, yeah, how many teams from the Big Ten and SEC are gonna get those? Maybe four or five of the seven, in my opinion. Well, I yeah, I think there's a year where you could see that. Maybe and, all seven. You know, that's kind of the number I came to was about about you know four or five of those. Yeah, so that gets you to what seven seven bids right there out of those two leagues, and it might be it might be six out of those two conferences, right? I mean, there there could be years where it's four and four. Yeah, maybe one or two from the Big 12, but we'll just have to see how that how that part plays out. Interesting, though. Sankey sounded off. I want to share some of that with you next. And then, of course, we've got camp rolling along. We heard from more of the Sooners yesterday, so we've got uh, all of that. What are your thoughts on, on this? Is this more good news, ultimately, for Oklahoma's college football playoff fortunes going forward? Does this make you – are you – apathetic to it is it good is it bad what do you make of the shuffling in college football and uh what type of impact do you see for Oklahoma as fans out there hit us up Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line 405-651-3439 phone lines are yours as well that's the Riverwind Casino jackpot line 405-329-9000 let's hear from our wise commissioner, not really quite yet, but basically, right, SEC Commissioner Greg Sankey, plus uh, all sorts of audio from Oklahoma camp and anything that you guys want to get into today, the Ref Army. It's the Plank Show. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby taking an opening T.O. We're just underway, baby, right here on the Home of Sooner Fans. Our number one of the Plank Show. Morning, everybody. Happy to be hanging out with you on a Wednesday. Hope you're having a good start to your day. Hour number one, as always, presented to us and presented to you by Van Hoos Fence, vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. I'll steal the uh, Chris Plank line right here. Go because Bob Stoops says so. Van Hoos Fence. That is uh, vhfence.com. Again, 405-735-1167. Six seven, so Greg Sankey again. Uh, the college football playoff. What's going to happen to it? And he was pretty open and honest with Paul Feinbaum, who you know give Paul Feinbaum credit. He has uh, been able to have Commissioner Sankey as a regular guest, and a lot of times where we hear from Sankey is right there on the Paul Feinbaum show, and. Here was Sankey talking about, hey, what is next for the college football playoff given this last bit of uh, reshuffling? Well, you can imagine there are a few thoughts. You know, one, I, I go back to 
well, probably early August 21, and there was an alliance formed and announced in a, in a Zoom press conference, uh, and then quickly went into meetings and everything stopped. I think looking back, that was really unfortunate and unnecessary. And there wasn't a great deal of clarity around the why. Uh, the president's re-engaged. Uh, last year, I think probably you and I had a conversation in August about uh, the renewed potential for the CFP format to be considered and expanded. Uh, that happened. You may recall one of the, the reasons I gave as commissioner of the Southeastern Conference is even here in the SEC, we wanted college football to be strong nationally. And we've not seen uh, a West of the Rockies participant in the playoffs since I believe 2016. And, and so the expansion was about making sure we brought in Western football. Well, now what's happened is Western football has come into other conferences. Uh, the net of that is circumstances have changed. And I think it's, it's wise for us to take a step back and reconsider uh, what the format might look like given these changed circumstances. Uh, we've not met on that. I've not had any meaningful conversations, but, but I think we, we have to acknowledge that it is on everyone's mind pending the outcome of some of these additional uh, membership movement people. So there you go. Uh, Commissioner Sankey telling you that, yes, absolutely, we are thinking about more changes to the college football playoff. And one more little piece here from Sankey talking about he, he expounded on those thoughts about, hey, what's what's going to happen here with the, the college football playoff? Wait for it. Possibly. Well, it remains to be seen, but, you know, how many FBS conferences will exist in 30 or 60 days, particularly as we, we had in the next season, if you want to lengthen that time frame. Um, we've been engaged in, in the right kind of conversations around future media opportunities, around the logistical issues and decisions related to the first round of games on campus and, and how do we move then into bowl games. But we do have changed circumstances. Uh, right now, we still have 10 FBS conferences, but there's obviously a great question about whether that will remain. And, and yeah, that, that could create a, a thought in my mind and I think in others about uh, some level of adjustment being made. I do think the access we've created uh, through the 12-team format uh, still seems wise, but maybe there are elements and specifics of what was decided uh, when we had clarity around 10 conferences that, that might need to be adjusted given what's happening right now. So just to translate there, yeah, the Pac-4 doesn't deserve an automatic bid, <laughs> right? I mean, it's – No. <laughs> there's been uh, some changes. We need some readjustments. And, yeah, the Mountain West, Pac-4, American, whatever, we're not giving you an automatic bid. Well, he's looking after teams from the West Coast, he mentioned in the first clip, because it's, it's been a little while since they've made uh, the playoffs. Well, and I think that Sankey's being, being honest there when he says, look, we, we know that it's been tough for the Pac-12 to get teams into this college football playoff format when it's been at four teams. And so here we've expanded this thing out to 12. And it is, right? You know, I think the model that has – been created obviously we'll need a little bit of tweaking but six highest ranked conference champions with uh, the top four obviously getting that first round by where you're not playing on campus right into the quarterfinal round and then the next six highest remaining 
you know, that was good, right? You know, beyond 12 in college football probably is unnecessary for a playoff. And, and a lot feel like 12 is too many for a college football playoff. But in terms of the problem-solving that a 12-team playoff brings to you, it was good in that respect and will remain to be a good format because guess what? Big 12 has a seed. ACC has a seed. Obviously, Big 10, SEC under this situation. Pac-12 has a seat. And then you've got a group of five team that has a seat. Well, now probably you're just going to chop that number down to the conference champions that get a seat and one more to the at-larges. And everybody gets uh, a fair shake at a seat at the table, right? Yeah, and I think 12 is a perfect number, especially after the conference's expansion. If you go past 12, I feel like you're going to have – you have some blowouts in that in that first matchups. We already, we already do. We already get that uh, for the most part in the semifinal round. You're gonna get even more. So, you know, I'm all for the more inclusion is good. More conferences, more schools, more programs, more TV sets into this thing. I think long term that's important for college football, but uh, also understanding that. Look, you can't have a 32-team playoff in college football and expect to have a bunch of great games. You might have a a crazy upset here or there, but generally speaking, there's going to be a lot of bad football played. And we already get that at times in the the semifinals right now. So you start thinking about 8, 12, and probably there's, there's even more of that. All right, uh, five through twelve though might be might be good in the college football playoff. It's uh, once you start having one versus four and one versus twelve, it's it maybe not all that. Great. Then it gets good. Uh, True Sooner has dialed us up on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line four zero five three two nine nine thousand. True, good morning. What's going on, man? Did I win the jackpot? Uh, yes, you've hit the jackpot. You're talking with Josh and Connor. <laughs> ding ding ding! Congratulations. Hey, the, the two things that I would be most afraid of, and usually I'm optimistic about these things, but the two things I'd be most afraid of is is that they're, um, this thing is not going to get done by 24 because of the way they drag their feet and the way they have to analyze, you know, have all these meetings and all this, and that they would, 24 will end up being a, uh, you know, we're, we're going to stick with the old model until we can figure this out. That would be the first thing that I'd be afraid of. Uh, and it will just be an extension of, of what we got now for one more year. And the other thing is I would be – I mean, I hope it's a 12-team tournament, but with the Pac-12 going down, I mean, it, they may do away with the four automatic bids and just say eight teams get in. That's the two things that I'm concerned with. Which, uh, you know, you know, an eight-team playoff I don't think is all that, all that bad either. If, uh, if you just have four conference champions – and, you know, four at-larges or whatever, then uh, so be it. But I don't know. I, I think they're going to stick with the the 12-team format. True. I, I do. I hope you're right. Because you know what? TV wants more games. And you know what? Typically what TV wants, TV's going to get. Yeah. Well, I, I hope you're correct. I, I just – I what about the thing about getting this done by 24? Don't you think that's a little uh, – I, that, that I would agree with you on. I don't have any faith that this is getting done anytime uh, radically quick because we've seen this song and dance too many times before. It's you know committee after committee after this thought process to that p- thought process. Everybody probably wants close to the same thing, but for whatever reason it takes months and years to get done. I have a high school question for you, Josh, since you're, 
and she'd call a lot of the games in high school. Sure. I noticed that my alma mater, Putnam City over here, um, the softball season, and I heard you mention it earlier too, there's games in August and September now. Have I been living under a rock, or is is this fall ball, or, or, or what is this that's going on for, for high school softball? No, this is this is the softball season. They have slow pitch, too. Slow, in, pit, slow pitch in the spring. That's right. Fast pitch in okay. the fall right now. Okay. Y- and and you, do I, have, you do have some lower class schools, like the class A's and, and B's, and uh, I think maybe – 2A here or there, but uh, there is there's fall baseball at some schools too. That would be okay. it's they don't have football, right? But uh, generally speaking, most schools play baseball in the spring and, and no fall ball. But this is fast pitch regular. That's correct. Yep. Uh, all right. Hey, you guys have a great one. You too. You too. Taking a timeout. It's the Plank Show. Hour number one presented by Van Hoos Fence. That's vhfence.com four zero five seven three five one one six seven. What uh, what say you? Text lines booming out there. That's the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. And uh, we got camp talk. It is camp season. So what's the latest from Oklahoma camp? We'll share it with you next right here. It's the Plank Show on the home of Sooner fans. Back with you. It's the Plank Show, hour number one right here on the home of Sooner fans. Josh Homer alongside Connor Pasby. Our number one presented by our friends at Van Hoos Fence. That's vhfence.com. Number to call, 405-735-1167. Sooner Steven chimes in uh, on our text line. That is the Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. You can chime in to uh, five-star Steven, Sooner Steven. Uh, 405-651-3439 on the, again, Knippelmeyer Chevrolet text line. Why should they even have conference championship games anymore? They're trending toward the NFL model anyway. I feel like you would have that with the Big Ten and the SEC. If you got t- top ten matchups in the conference championship, then it feels like those two teams are going to get in the playoff. Well, I do have an answer for why they should even have conference championship games anymore. Would you like to hear that? Yes, I would love to. Well, TV. <laughs> More inventory. More, more games to broadcast. And I would propose to you sooner, Stephen, that we're not too far away from conference semifinal games. That uh, this thing could wind up. So the, the Big Ten, right, is in this situation now to where there's 18 teams. And Sankey, if you want to hear his thoughts, too, on expansion, he basically said, once again, what we've kind of heard which is, yeah, we're feeling pretty good about where the SEC is at. We're not imminently looking to expand, though we've, again, heard that song and dance, and things can change pretty quick in the world of uh, realignment, though I, I tend to believe, Sankey, that for right here, right now, the SEC is not in the business of trying to get to 18, 20, 24 overnight. But that's clearly happening elsewhere, and it's not the wildest idea that – before all of this dust totally settles in the here and now, that Kyle and Stanford could wind up in the Big Ten. I don't think that's going to happen, but it's at least it's a possibility that's on the table, right? That all of a sudden this goes from 18 to 20, but even if the Big Ten stays at 18 right here, right now, the, the scheduling, it gets a little messier when you go from 16 to 18 and larger and larger and larger. 
the SEC is in this this good situation to where the scheduling you can you can dial it up and play everybody every other season with 16 schools in a league. And you know, to me, a conference doesn't feel like a conference when you don't play schools but once every three seasons, four seasons, sometimes longer than that, when you don't host a school but once every eight seasons, whatever. So the the SEC is in this nice sweet spot to where you can play every school in the league every other season and once every four years host a school. Now, the Big Ten, because of the way things are going, if they stick with a nine-game conference schedule, the format would be – Five, four, four, four. So, what what is a five, four, four, four scheduling model? Many of you probably already are aware of this or understand this, but basically, the five, four, four, four means you have five permanent opponents, and then you've got rotating opponents, four of them each season that you would rotate through over a three-year slate, and basically that would get you through the other twelve opponents. In the uh, in the Big Ten that aren't your permanent five, okay. So that's the you through a three year time span would play all seventeen schools in the league, right? Well, it's better to play everybody in every other season, right? It's just better to play everybody quicker. So another option for the Big Ten now that they're at eighteen could be what? Well, a three seven seven. A lot of rotating teams there. Well, and what does that mean? It means you're playing one more conference game. Yeah. You're playing 10 Big Ten games versus nine. And that could be something in the future for the SEC if and when 16 becomes 18 becomes larger than that, right? Because you want to see and play these schools more regularly. And if we get to that point, then it's not too far from the, ah, we're just playing a Big Ten schedule. Eh, we're just playing an SEC schedule. And so then I think, you know, in in closing on this, once you get to that point, Connor, you're not too far away from, okay, we're only playing a Big Ten schedule. We're only playing an SEC schedule. Maybe we've got one non-conference rivalry opponent, but then, oh, by the way, let's take the top four teams that have a semifinal of the conference, and then, uh, of course, let's have an SEC Big Ten championship. And who knows? Maybe it's just those two. You mentioned the, the NFL model. Okay, well, maybe it's just AFC, NFC champion like some have forecasted out there. I think that's bad for college football. I hope that we don't totally get to that point. But uh, there are some tea leaves out there that that's kind of – maybe the the writing on the wall it's got it's got a little bit of a feeling to it but man god i I hope they do not go to uh like that like it feels like in the nfl afc nfc i think it's bad from a rating standpoint to cut out potentially that many flyover schools you know say whatever you want to say or the the couple of have not schools out there like say Oregon State, Washington State, those programs getting cut out isn't necessarily great. We've got more on the text line, but uh, Rob's hanging on for us on the phone lines. Let's get Rob in here. Rob from Kansas on the Riverwind Casino jackpot line. What's up, Rob? Good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. How's it going? It's good. It's good. How is uh, your Wednesday treating you? <laughs> not bad. I'm, I'm kind of new to the area. I moved down from Wyoming. I'm originally from Kansas, so I'm a I'm a Wildcat fan at heart. Uh, 
email. Yeah. A friendly email to you this morning. Sorry to cut oh, you off. Go ahead. No, go ahead. Uh, that's fine. Um, I'm just saying, I'm, I'm kind of a Big 12 fan. I'm kind of one of those people. I've not really been able to voice my opinions. Kind of upset about Oklahoma leaving. I've been listening for a week or so about the SEC talk and everything. And I, I just, I got a question. Um, are, are you guys afraid Oklahoma might go the way of Nebraska, where you kind of go from a big, you know, kind of a big, power in the 12 to going to the SEC and and maybe becoming a little irrelevant I know that's sort of been a rub Oklahoma's nose in it from some of the remaining Big 12 schools and and I get it right uh, you're, you're not not happy with Oklahoma and, and I've said it a number of times here Rob on our station that let's just call it what it is Oklahoma and, and Texas put these other Big 12 schools in a situation to where this thing could have unraveled a la the Pac-12 right here, right now. We're seeing to the Pac-12 what could have happened to these other Big 12 schools. So I get the animosity, and I think that's sort of been a rallying cry to some degree just from folks that aren't particularly happy with the Oklahomas and Texases of the world. I would tell you this, though. OU fans don't feel that way, and I don't think it's going to play out that way for Oklahoma. Like, define medi- mediocre or middle of the road for OU for me. And, and I'll tell well, you what I think. I, I don't think Oklahoma's going to go the way of Nebraska because basically what you're saying, if you say Nebraska is a, a terrible power conference team. I mean, Nebraska has been awful the last 15 yeah. years or so. Exactly. Since they went up to the Big Ten, you know, they. I, I, I'm not going to totally say it's kind of what, what – I mean, honestly, I could give two shakes about Texas leaving. I, I grew up. I grew up a Kansas State fan. You know, I grew up in the Big Eight. I grew up in Nebraska, Oklahoma, and you guys used to kick the dog turd out of us every year, you know, and it was a joke. And I remember Barry Switzer talking about kicking K-State out of the Big Eight, you know, and all that. <laughs> right. And, you know, and, and, but, you know, now now it all means something, you know. Now it's a, you know, it's kind of a thing, you know. Even when I lived in Wyoming, I, I you know, I, I would always check in on the OU-K-State game. You know, it, it was the thing that meant some to me. Maybe it didn't mean as much to Oklahoma. And and, and, and just to me, you know, with Oklahoma leaving, I mean, I, I'm sure Missouri, Nebraska, everybody when they thought they left was going to be a big change for them. And you don't hear, you know, like you said, Nebraska kind of, Went way of the dodo bird, so to speak. I mean, you don't hear anything out of them anymore. I, I would I, say I, this. I would say this, Rob, about Nebraska, and I've said this a, a lot in the past. Nebraska really had one good season before it left to the Big Ten, maybe two, with Crick and Indomik and Sue. They were already on their downslide in the Big 12 before they jumped to the Big 10. So in some ways they were hoping the Big 10 was going to be this revitalization for their program. Oklahoma's not been on that trajectory. Now, last season was bad for OU, and this season obviously will be paramount and I think it's important that OU has a good year in its final year in the Big 12, but no, I don't see that happening for Oklahoma. The Sooners are recruiting better than they've ever recruited. And part of that is because of the SEC, and that's that's one of the things that Oklahoma fans hope. But, hey, we're all going to find out together, right, over the next 10, 15 yeah. years. And I know that there's some people out there that have that expectation for OU. I tend to think that uh, Oklahoma is going to rise up to the challenge of the SEC. But, hey, Rob, I appreciate it, uh, and uh, thank you for your phone call. Yeah, no problem. Thank you. Rob from Kansas. Uh, expressing what some in Big 12 country think, or I – you know, maybe not even think, We're but call a coward thinks. 
<laughs> well, I don't even know if he really thinks that, but uh, we'll say that because it generates reaction. It's just weird to say that because Nebraska, I mean, they haven't really been playing a tough schedule while they're in the Big Ten. And no, no, they've been in the Big Ten West, which has not been very good. The Big Ten West has not won the Big Ten, by the way. Losing to teams like Northwestern, Georgia Southern, Purdue, Minnesota, we can go on and on. It's just, I, it's just not going to be that way. <laughs> Guy says, define two blanks, please. Uh, he said shakes. but <laughs> He did he, say shakes. It did, it did make me very nervous in the moment. I, I will totally cop to that. That, uh, that got my blood pressure gro- going a little bit. I was, I was worried there for, for a moment. But the reason why I don't think so, recruiting is a big part. It's already playing a big part right now, Josh, with the – uh, what the coaches are doing at OU, the kids know that OU's making the move to the SEC, and that attracts a lot of these kids. Well, obviously that uh, has generated some response on the text line. We'll share that with you next. Plus, uh, we, we still got to do the, the full lap around some of what we are hearing from the players at Oklahoma's camp and, uh, and more. Anything you want to dive into, it's the Plank Show, hour number one, presented by Van Hoos Fence. That is vhfence.com. Van Hoos Fence, 405-735-1167. Taking a T.O. Back with you in a moment right after this. Ah, we're back. Closing up hour number one. Plank show right here. It's the home of Suda fans. Josh Elmer alongside Connor Pasby. Morning, everybody. Hope you're having a great day. So far, so good, right? Hour number one presented by Van Hoos Fence. That's vhfence.com, 405-735-1167. Man, uh, thank you, Rob. We're getting some of the low-hanging fruit topics Right here, right now. Right, will Oklahoma become the new Nebraska? We got uh, we got this too, which, uh, hey, appreciate you. First time, uh, and we hope it turns into long-time texter, right? First time, long-time. But this is a uh, first-time textee out of the 405. Uh, Knippemeyer Chevrolet text line, 405-651-3439. Would it not be best for all Oklahoma fans of football, Oklahoma State included, for the two schools to play? during rivalry week, particularly since the game won't affect bowl standings in the future. Yeah, I mean, I'm all for it. I'm, the, I'm on the side that wants to keep playing Oklahoma State every single year. If you I, could, I, lo- I, I know the record, but I love the attention leading up, and, man, we've had, some, we've had some good battles. If you could, like, I don't know, reach out to some of the Stillwater radio stations would probably help get this thing moving a little bit. What do you think? Is it split on on this close to 50-50? Because I would say at this point, some Oklahoma fans are kind of at the, yeah, whatever, we don't need Bedlam. Not a rivalry anyways. That's sort of always been the, the thought out there from Sooner fans is, eh, is it really a rivalry because of what the all-time record is? Now, I like others here at this station, and I think uh, just media members in general – feel like Bedlam matters because, hey, it is, even though it's not particularly close in terms of the all-time record, it has in-state significance. And you want to see in-state games get played between the Oklahomas and Oklahoma States of the world. You want to see Bedlam. You want to see Oregon, Oregon State. I uh, have an irrational love for the Apple Cup. I don't know why. It's uh, almost because it's really typically not two great teams played, but it's a rivalry game, right? It's Washington, Washington State. We want to see these games played. So, in short, yes, uh, I'd love to see it played either rivalry week or early in the season every year, especially because there is more access, yes, to the playoffs now. 
But uh, the the holdup's not been on Oklahoma's side. The holdup has been on Oklahoma State's side and the fact that, hey, we got our schedules all lined up. There's no flexibility for us. So OU has wanted to continue Bedlam. Oklahoma State has not. We've had a lot of top 25 matchups with Oklahoma State lately. But I don't think it's happening anytime particularly soon. Don't think so. I think there's more people that don't want to play it. Well, now it's gone that way, I think, a little bit. More of your text, your phone calls, and, well, eventually, right, let's hear uh, Let's hear from camp. Let's just go to OU Camp next like we promised. It's the Plank Show. That's one hour in the books rolling along next right here, home of Sooner fans.